So th these last days, we, we talked a lot about objects, the relation with the objects, and then the distance from the objects, and then the objects, and this and the object of that. So the topic of uh, the talk tonight will be mostly object and objective. So you have to think about that. Objective refers to what you do with the object. Okay? The object is ourself. So my question to you is, what is your objective? What will be our objective? What is the objective in specific situation? What is the object? What is the objective in relation to the Buddhist teachings? This is what we try to understand with our practice of meditation. Only these two words, object, objective. Object in the sense of situation and person, or external objects, the sense objects. Huh? Everything can be an object, but objective in the sense of goal, in the sense of aim and purpose. So I hope you will have some questions. So looking at the gradual training, you see I looked at the, or you can look also in the text, the various uh, quotations that are given in relation to a gradual training. Then that sequence, that structure of training is given in relation to the people who are asking something. So sometimes the answer that is given or the purposes or the reason why a gradual training is needed is explained in relation to the questioner. But most of the time, the objective of the Buddhist teaching in relation to the gradual training will be, uh, the purpose, the aim, will be liberation of mind, freedom of the mind, understanding. Uh, it turns around that. And one of them also is unification of the mind. So we will see to that, we will see a text that is speaking about that. And uh, also we will uh, maybe look a little bit more uh, in detail in relation to the meaning of uh, clear comprehension, sati sampajanya. Also just for us to have a little bit uh, more clear of an idea uh, about this term. So I will not be serious from, from the beginning, so you can relax huh? and then you can continue your meditation, it's fine. But I was thinking to, okay, what is the object and the objective in relation to points of, uh, of humankind? And then I thought about the history of aeronautic. You see? The object is the humankind, a man, a woman, who wants to fly. So, since centuries, since millennium, Men looked at animals, looked at birds, and were amazed. These animals can fly. Why can't we fly? So these uh, Boeing 707 didn't come right away. It took a long time, right? So anyway, one thing to, giving, to, to, to give a little bit of uh, you know, story around that. Then I asked my friend, what is the, what is the English word for you know, these... Uh, the, the land where the, the where the plane lands, huh? so, psh, la, 
la piste d'atterrissage. Yeah, so he told me this is the runway. I said, oh, the runway? Oh, no, the runway. Huh? <laughs> but, but I thought, whoop, I, th I, I thought that maybe the word is coming from uh, runway. That means that means the guy looked at the birds and then uh, started to imitate the bird by putting some wings on his back, huh? And then he ran, 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 ran. And then, it, since he didn't go, uh, he, he, he might not have been successful at the beginning, right? So then he thought it doesn't work so much. So he thought, wow, I will run, but at the end there will be a cliff, and then phew, there is just that. So then they just run, 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 and then at the end they just go and and they fly. But the problem is not so much with flying. The problem is with going off, and mostly with landing. So, so far as the person has not reached the ground, there is no problem at all, isn't it? <laughs> no? <laughs> so, uh, maybe it's the same with the meditation. We have difficulty with uh, going up a little bit, and then also we might have difficulty with uh, uh, landing down. And uh, I brought this idea of aeronautic because my first meditation teacher, he was a space engineer, I, I, you know, in the aeronautics. So he liked to give the, the some similes related to, 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 the, to, the, to the planes. And then he said that uh, at the beginning, you know, like uh, when he started to work in the 40s or something, then it was, just, uh, it was just the pilot and it was a big challenge. So the big challenges with the plane were actually the taking off and also the landing. But gradually, you know, like in the, in the 60s and 70s and then 80s, I mean, uh, at that time he was not uh, speaking about that, but uh, he said that he came the pilot uh, automatic and then everything was calculated. Everything was calculated and then the landing was so smooth, so smooth, so smooth, so smooth. And uh, he was quite amazed about that. So how can we... Mm, well, we are talking about object and objective. So the man wants to fly, this is its objective and he is the object. And then uh, he has an airplane, and then, and, then, and then his objective is to fly, and then to lie, l l land down. Uh, so also I think with the land landing down, also we came to have a... Uh, to see the importance of the wheels, huh? so uh, you know some tire companies they spend a lot of money just to do the research to improve the tire, the quality of the tires. Like Michelin in France, they spend about 60 millions of dollars or euro every. I mean, the last in some of the last years, just for research to improve the quality of the tire. So you can imagine that the tires of the planes nowadays, of course with the cars, uh, can be of very, very, very high quality. But uh, uh, what also did happen sometimes in the landing of planes is that they have very good tire, and not only one tire, they have two tires, but when they lie down, then the pilot forgets to put the wheel down. So then it's a big problem, so we have to use them. Also, the simile, now I, now I will come back little by little to the, to the Buddhist teaching. Don't worry, I will come back also to your practice, hopefully. And uh, then I compare, you know, the wheels that take a long time uh, for the king. I, I, I said the, the story about the king that wanted to have a very nice wheel, uh, and he had two wheels, and one wheel took a long time, and the other, one, the, the other wheel took a very short time. So the wheels there represent actually the, our actions, physical actions, body action, uh, verbal action, and also mental actions. So if, if everything is not straight, then the wheels are not, are, go are not going to circle very nicely. So this is also our practice, you know, the actions of body and speech and mind. So all of that is part of our 
vehicle is part of our own plane. So I think that's all for the plane story. So there was also a, a text, you know, that is uh, uh, that I uh, that, uh, that that I quote on the page seven of the charts, and uh, it is about. Uh, you don't need to really to look at it, but uh, it's. Uh, it is speaking about the various steps of the gradual training, and then this here uh, we say we see that uh, from the governing of the sense faculties, then the remaining steps are just going straight to the vipassana without uh, passing through the tranquility meditation. And then the quote, the, the you, you have the quote as MN. 125, and this is the Middle Land saying, and the title of the, the, the text is uh, the Danta Bhumi Sutta, that means uh, graded, I think English, they translated as, uh, yes, the grade, the grade of the tamed. So I had a, I had a copy of the text, and uh, the story is that it's a, a young man, <laughs> you know, who comes to, to, to speak to a monk who was very, uh, he was uh, practicing in the forest and he was practicing meditation. And then the young man, who was a prince, asked the, that monk uh, that uh, if, it, if it is possible, uh, that he had, he, had, he, had, he had a serious uh, question, the, 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 I mean serious, he, he had a question, that person, to the monk. And then he said, oh, I have heard that a bhikkhu who abides here diligent, hardened and resolute can achieve Unification of mind. Hmm? So this morning, Shaila, she spoke about the factor of ekagatta, unification of the mind. So that person was doubting about that. So, oh, is that possible? It's not possible. We cannot, we cannot make the mind unify. The nature of the mind is so wild. It's impossible. So, uh, so the monk could not answer the question to the. Uh, he just gave his uh, explanation, and I think he, he said that uh, uh, that actually uh, he had no idea, and then he should ask the Buddha. So he asked the Buddha, and uh, and then uh, the Buddha said, "Well, it's impossible that uh, it cannot happen that a bhikkhu who abides." This is the the point of the of the of the guy, no? He, so the 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 question is that it's impossible. It cannot happen that a bhikkhu who abides diligent, ardent, and resolute can achieve unification of mind. And then uh, then the Buddha says that how uh, how that person can know when he is just uh, indulging himself, just in the sense sense pleasures, and uh, he's just uh, his mind is so. Uh, disturbed by these things that he cannot see properly, so it's not—it's really not possible for him to understand that. Hmm? And then, the, you have very nice similes. Maybe, you, maybe you can look at at the sutta uh, yourself when you have time, because the, the sutta explains not only the gradual training itself, but here the gradual training, like the gradual training that is spoken about, with that you know, you know, and then the, 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 that we spoke about from the beginning. Here, the when it reaches the point of dealing with the entrances after the guarding, after the proper uh, behavior, you know, proper ethics, and then. Uh, uh, guarding the senses and then con uh, clear comprehension, then he, the person is dealing with the five hindrances, and then from there, then the person goes straight to the vipassana. That means he doesn't go to, 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 to uh, jhana from the beginning, or he does not develop a specific uh, samatha meditation object, but just starts with uh, investigating reality on a deeper level with the Satipatthana approach, the four foundations of mindfulness. So that's very interesting to see here the alternative that we can also have with our practice. But also we see that in the sutta that uh, before the person reached the level of uh, the four foundations of insight, uh, the four foundations of mindfulness uh, with, uh, at the level of vipassana, then these previous steps are just uh, brought uh, gradually 
So the person doesn't start right from the beginning to, to you know, to, 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 to observe deep uh, uh, phenomena in, in, inside himself, but gradually he comes to, he comes to know, you know, a little bit more and more and more and more and more. And then eventually the insight comes, huh? and then with the insight that is coming, then also samadhi is coming together with the insight, because the mind is very clear. Huh? And then also the fact of putting a very qualitative mind in the observation of phenomena huh? with a great interest, then this is also bringing uh, the quality of samadhi. So the mind is so clear with the object of the insight meditation that samadhi concentration uh, gets achieved by itself. So of course, like uh, the gradual training also is taught in relation to uh, to accountant, you know, so the object, I mean, the, the person is an account, uh, the person wants to be an accountant, and then how you do for do, uh, for achieving that, so the training, you have a training, or a person wants to be an archer or anything, then you start from the beginning, and then you end up with uh, being qualified in the, your objective. So regarding the entrances that are supposed to be the preliminary obstacle, the, 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 the first obstacle that we will encounter with our objective of being uh, clear regarding the reality, these entrances, I mean all the difficulties we may have in our meditation, then they, are, they become the object of our meditation. So, being the object, we have them with an objective, of course, getting over them. But the means to go over these difficulties is to understand them. And then they can be understood only in the present moment, only when they are arising. So they are arising and then we see, we see. So the closer we come to these difficulties, the more deep our understanding of them becomes. So we, we come to understand their dynamic, the causality, and then it's uh, much easier to get out of it. So I said that, uh, you know, we tried to discuss about the clear comprehension. Also, there, clear comprehension relates to the word, the Pali word, sati sampajanya. So the commentaries, they explain for a grade of that. So here, the way that we introduced the word was referring to a very general understanding, a very uh, uh, general clear comprehension of a situation, mostly with the physical activities, huh? just to know what we are doing, uh, and then to be with what we are doing. So if you wash a cup, you wash a cup. If you are eating, you are eating, and things like this. So uh, the, then in this case, the object will be ourself. The object also will be the situation in which we are. And then the objective will be, first of all, to accomplish the task that we are doing, isn't it? So, in, if, we are, if we are given a work, huh? so this is our object, and then the objective is to finish the work. So this is the, the, the first aspect of uh, a clear comprehension, refers to purpose, we know why we are doing something, we, it refers also to suitability. But uh, 
uh, it goes a little bit further than that because uh, it has to involve the mind. So clear comprehension in that sense, in the sense of understanding the purpose and the suitability, will refer to the mind. And then also, in this case, it will also refer to the difficulties we have. That means it can refer to aspects of uh, sila, uh, ethics. It can also re refer to aspects of our meditation. And also it can refer to the aspect of our understanding panya. So that's why when we are doing the meditation, uh, then the object is our sitting. Now we are sitting. Uh, so we are somehow the object. And our objective is relative. Like uh, we may have a minor objective, but also we may have a, a major uh, objective or purpose. So the purpose of the sum of the meditation is just to bring more unification of the mind. So in that case, then clear comprehension will have to do, will have to deal with uh, the way we are handling our meditation. It will have also to deal with the subjects that we are using for our meditation. Because uh, we uh, understand the purpose, we understand an, uh, the... the, the uh, object and uh, objective. So we understand the objective. So first, we have to identify what we want to achieve, what we want to do with the meditation. This becomes our objective. So when we look at ourselves, we see the conditions of our mind. Then our objective comes to understand, we want to understand what is happening there in order to improve it. So the object of samatha meditation will be to build something that will help us getting more balance, getting more clear, huh? and this is the objective. Clarity of the mind and concentration. This is why we are using some meditation, uh, specific meditation objects. And also, uh, eventually, also, one aspect of clear comprehension is not only to, uh, to develop specific uh, strength of the mind, but eventually to understand the mind and also its relation to the physical phenomena themselves. So the purpose, eventually, of meditation is to get knowledge, is to uh, get rid of uh, delusion, ignorance. So the purpose eventually, like with the practice of insight, is to understand the whole thing, not only to, to get the mind very clear, but also to understand what is happening. So our objective or the object become ourself and also everything that is related uh, to ourself. So it's a little bit like uh, to use the strategy of the war, like, uh, you know, the war, uh, when people, they, they go to war. So there is a, a strategy, a strategy there, a military tactic that is used. And uh, they, when they want to occupy a place or, or you know, to, to occupy a village or something like that, what they do, or a fort, what they do is they encircle, they encircle the whole city, you know, and then they, they, they keep there. And then little by little, they reduce the circle, huh? and then they come closer, they come closer to the, to the city, and then at some point, then everything is, uh, they, everything becomes under their control. So uh, we can say that uh, the same thing, we can, we can apply the same thing in regards to the distance to the object. Also, uh, at the beginning with uh, our practice, the distance towards the object, which is ourself, is 
kind of uh, uh, not far away, but not so close. Huh? So once we are able to, to encircle a little bit more of the situation in which we are, then little by little we come to understand more subtle and more uh, refined aspects of these phenomena, which is, again, it is ourself and then the relation uh, that we have with the world. So little by little we come to encircle the whole issue, and then we see that we, we understand any problem that can, that, can, that, that can be there, any difficulties, because the dynamics <coughs> of the situation are really clearly understood. And not only we understand the subject itself, huh, but also we understand its whole relation to the entire universe. But this, again, uh, you know, little by little, progressively, we come to the root of the problem. And then we come to understand the all, and the all is just this mind and body. So also the, 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 the all, huh? the all is this mind and body with the actions that we are performing. This is the aspect of sila. These aspects of uh, also of the all represents a progression towards, it has to do with the quality of these actions, and then this is the mind. So it refers to the aspect of samadhi in the, in, in the Buddhist teaching. And then the root of, prob of the problem also come to be dealt with. Uh, we come to deal with the root of the problem, which is actually the mind itself. And then this has to do with uh, the understanding we have towards that. So, uh, the distance from the object actually conveys a sense of uh, approach, uh, the skillful approach we will have to every situation. Sometimes if the situation is too uh, difficult to deal with, then a distance can help us to have some more objectivity and then to get also some kind of uh, uh, space that allows a natural process that will unfold into understanding. So with the meditation, we have to, we have to, to uh, go somehow a little bit of, uh, okay, which distance shall have, uh, shall have I in regard to uh, what is happening? So this was the idea with the charts, you know, with the distance uh, explained with the object. So actually, we have to know the situation we are in. This is simple. Is it, is it, is it, the, what is there in life? Except what we know about it, what we experience about it. So we have to understand that. We have to understand that. So this becomes our object. And then the objective also becomes ours. That means, what do we want to get out of it exactly. So we have to, we have to, to see for ourselves. Huh? And then at every level, day-to-day -day encounters have, uh, they, they, they need to be a source of uh, learning, a source of uh, knowledge. And also in the quiet meditation period, this is also a source of knowing what is happening, what is the situation, what is the object, and also, what is our objective? So I talk about objects and objective, but actually this is yours. Huh? I think it is an important question. What is, uh, what is your objective, all of you? Just think about that. And then whatever you are doing, you ask yourself, what is my objective by, do by doing this? Very, very small thing. And then you will come to understand your mind itself. And then the objective, actually, is the motivation. So what is our motivation when we are doing things? So the root of the, of, of, of the difficulties is with the mind. 
So then we understand little by little, we are understanding these objectives, and then also we can also change uh, the objective that, that, that we have. We can refine also our purpose and also our goal. If you have a few questions, uh, you are welcome to uh, speak. Huh? And also, uh, I like uh, this week, during this week, there will be an opportunity, only if you are interested, to write a question and also to come here and then a few of these questions are going to be uh, discussed. Huh? So this is really up to you. And now, if you have anything to, uh, that you would like to get more clarified, then please uh, uh, say something. Yes. This may be too specific. Well, but you brought up Majima 125 yeah. and explained that the Pasana practice is in there in every other sutta having to do with the gradual training of where the jhana is described. Yeah, yes, yeah. But following paragraphs about the Pasana practice, yes. it jumps straight to second jhana. Yes. Jhanas are described, but first jhana is left out. Yes, like uh, the like why why in that sutta if you read the sutta then you see that the person is coming to the vipassana huh? and then from the vipassana then they don't mention that the person attains the first jhana he goes he just goes to the second jhana directly so the the I ask many many specialists about that and the uh, the commentaries will say something so the commentary itself which all most of the specialists will rely on like the traditional uh, the, the, and they, they say that uh, the person is developing the vipassana and, and the vipassana itself has the quality of jhana so it's almost it's uh, it's uh, the quality of the jhana right so then it's, it's nothing for that person to switch to the second jhana. He, he, the person just needs to change a little bit the way that he is looking at the object. Do you know anyone who's done that? Pardon me? Do you know anyone yourself who's done that? Have you done that? Yes, I have some friends. Yes, yes, I have some friends who are doing that. That's why we, it's difficult to say, okay, now you have to do this and then you have to do that. And then you put yourself in a structure that is very... Uh, uh, rigid, uh, and then you have difficulty. But uh, the other way is to say, if you observe carefully, you know, and then you, you develop a lot of clarity with your meditation, then it's like circling, your, you are cir encircling the enemy, or you are encircling the village, uh, and then you, you come to master, you come to master it. So the closer we come to the object, then the, the more uh, possibility of understanding it is there. Like I will give you an example where the meditation on the body, Kāyāgata huh? Sati. So in the Visuddhimagga they say that the Kāyāgata Sati, meditation on the body, has to do with the body parts. Of course you have the breath, huh? but here they speak about the body parts. So the body parts meditation was a subject of meditation kind of uh, very uh, very standard. So if you were like still now in the monasteries in, in Asia, then you go there and then one of the first uh, meditation uh, subjects you learn is, is the meditation on the body. So a book like a Visuddhimagga that came a little bit later had to consolidate the, the teaching and then it had to be very consistent. So less flexibility was there. Huh? So the way they explain it there is that, uh, okay, Kaya Gata Sati Sutta in this context relates to the body parts. So the person has to recite the body parts and then to visualize them and then to see, you know, different uh, aspects of them, but mostly to develop, first of all, the, 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 the aspect of repulsiveness, huh? the aspect of repulsiveness. And then, of course, the body parts themselves, they can be used uh, to develop insight, and also they can be used to develop, uh, you know, the color uh, meditations. But uh, the way that it is presented in that book is kind of, it's not dogmatic, but it's kind of rigid. That means you are doing the body part meditation, you have to see that as repulsive. But there is another text, yeah? there is another text that says 
Now you, the teacher doesn't say anything to the person, oh, the student. And then he tells the student, now you do the body parts. They can be done kind of many, many ways they can be done. Oh. Just body scan. This, this is also a possibility. Or clearly seeing the, the, the anatomical part, this is also a possibility. But the thing is that the teacher will say, now you learn these body parts by art, no? 30 or 32 or 8 or 10 or something like this. And then you do your meditation with the name, huh? using the name as a, to, 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 to locate yourself inside the body. And then you tell me about your meditation a few days later. So depending on the report <laughs> of the student, huh? then the teacher will guide the person differently. But the, per the teacher is waiting until the, 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 the student reports something. And then it, will, it, 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 it is possibly that people will report it very differently. Huh? So suppose you are doing the body scan and then you are doing it with the body parts like that. If you just, you know, if you just experience the way it is by way of, uh, you know, the heat, the, 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 the heat or the cold or the pressure and the, then the fluidity. And if, if it becomes mostly an experience, huh? an experience, so you experience them, you feel the body parts, then the direction that will be given to your meditation is the meditation on the four elements. So you have specific guidance for, uh, for using the body parts that will be developing the four element meditation. But you have some people, and I have known, that they, they are doing the scanning of the body, you know, with, with various names. It doesn't need to be the 32. You can make your own list. Huh? And then what happened to them is they, they, they just have vision, not vision, but they have the, the, they see the bones and then the blood and then the heart and the stomach. They see all that. It becomes very clear. Not everybody is like that. Huh? So some people are, are, are like that. They are very visual. Huh? And then those who are visual, sometimes the association of repulsiveness also will come with it. This is your, well, I mean, look there, you know, it's not very nice. Huh? Sometimes the smell also will come. Hmm? So then in that case, okay, right, right, you go there and then you, you, develop, hmm? you develop that meditation uh, subject, which can lead to jhana. Huh? But still, some people will be also uh, kind of... Uh, visual type of, of people and maybe a little bit of an artist uh, temperament, then they will see the body parts and then they, it, will it will be kind of uh, beautiful, kind of nice. Huh? And then they see the colors and the whoa, wow, yes. And then they enjoy it, but they enjoy uh, mostly the colors that is coming out from them. So then if the report of the students is in this way, then the teacher will say, okay, now you use the, the color, you use the red of the blood, huh? and then you develop the, 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 the color casino, or you use the, the, the white of the, of, the, of, the, of, the, of the bones, and then you develop the white color meditation. So colors can be used as a meditation subject. But you see here, what I want to bring to is that the, the skillful peda pedagogical means that they add, that means it was not, okay, now you do like that, and then you, 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 you do, and then you don't stop doing that until, until, until you die, or until you, 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 you are just completely exhausted, no? They see what are the tendencies of the person. It can, meditation cannot be forced, it has to come naturally, we have to like it, Huh? And also, we have, we, have to, we have to acknowledge that we, we will need different things, huh? and then that we will perceive things in different ways. So the first aspect, actually, of any kind of teaching is to, is to, is to bring a very deep interest to the subject. And then it comes, you know, wh wherever you're interested, then, then it comes more vividly. Huh? This is samadhi. This is just samadhi. Then when the mind is so... Uh, observative, then, uh, then that quality of the mind also is able to observe very, very, very refined details of, of things. So, uh, so it has to do with, with uh, clear comprehension as well. Is it, uh, is it what you were kind of asking? <laughs> huh? I just, uh, that's why I said, 
Okay, that's why be careful if you ask me a question, I, I may go a little bit <laughs> off track, no? Yes. Because I have been discouraged by so many teachers because they say, oh, that's only if you have lust as a problem. Yes. But there is at least one sutta, like one of the advice to Rahula suttas, where it is used as part of the four elements. Yes, of course. Has yes. Nothing to do with lust. Yes, uh, exactly. Yes, yeah. So that's why, like, that's why in that in that text that we are spe- that we were speaking about, then it's the same thing. That means the person has developed the four foundation of mindfulness. One of them is body meditation. Huh? Of course, the the the, the Vedana or Chitta or Dhammanupassana are as such. It might they, 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 they may be more a subject of insight meditation, and then will develop mostly the the, the insight uh, type of uh, mind. Huh? But if body is kept as the as the main. Uh, I mean, uh, as the uh, as the first thing, then easily, you know, the concentration can can develop, and then the jhanas will will follow by themselves. Or even sometimes also the, these jhanas also, like if the person attains kind of uh, you know a very deep inside and, and get uh, magapala, or then the jhanas also can be developed from there. But still, the the objects have to be uh, an object of a uh, concept. So to, to, to increase the quality of the uh, of the jhana. Um, regarding objective and object you spoke by, yeah. um, how to how to put an objective forward and not running the risk of reinforcing craving or attachment, or in the other way, to instrumentalize any technique or what we do in order to to kind of a fine line between guiding the meditation but at the same time allowing it organically to go. So this thing about kind of craving and Yeah, so how to how to balance or how how to avoid the difficulty of having an objective and then being caught into the the craving for for what is not. hmm? So the the idea is just to understand, okay, now what is the way to achieve my my objective? And then the objective itself has to be very understood, uh, has to be understood well. And then if it is understood well, then also the means to achieve it will be fine. That's why also like we see in the gradual training, he speaks about, okay, now how can, I, can, how can we achieve unification of mind? It's not by thinking, oh, I will achieve unification, or I will, at- I will, at- I will attain Nibbana, I will attain Nibbana, and then you just pray for that. No, this is what you want to achieve, this is your objective, and then this is your position. So you have to work out something there that you have to put the proper conditions that gradually are going to, to, to bring that, uh, that objective. So same thing with anything. If we are just thinking about the objective without putting aside the, the need to involve or, or you know to invest some effort, but not only effort, understanding in anything. If wisdom has to be there, okay, no, it's a bit too much. So the balance that we will have in our approach is fundamental. That's why, although we we may have a specific objective, still uh, the way to that that means the quality of the mind that is uh, bringing all these actions together have to be very uh, clear. That means the balance that we will have when we are going uh, towards our objective. And eventually, the objective becomes the objects. Huh? So, so the objective is to understand exactly the objects, that means the situation itself. So it's no more of a going elsewhere or achieving something, but it's more about understanding the process of always wanting something else. Yes. Bhante, in terms of Abhidharma theory, mm-hmm. how may the unification of mind be defined? For example, um, what aspects of mentality and materiality come together in unification of mind? The unification of mind? Uh, it's only about the mind, so it doesn't. It, it has nothing to do with the body. Uh, of course, the mind is going to influence the body. Huh? But unification of mind is just that uh, uh, the one-pointedness of mind, or 
the togetherness of the mind. So when the mind is together, this is samadhi. Uh, sam sam is, uh, is the aspect of uh, harmony. Uh. So this is, this is samadhi. But also ekagata, it just means that uh, uh, the mind is together. The mind is just together. Like a, a chief orchestra, you see, you have the orchestra, music orchestra. So, the, you have the, all the, the the musicians there, and then they will all play together. So then they will follow the the beat. They will follow the the beat of the of the the orchestra uh, chief. Huh? So this is ekagata, right? But the but the thing is that uh, as uh, Shala mentioned also this morning that ekagata is happening at every moment. Also according to the Abhidhamma, it's not only a deep state of samadhi, but uh, every moment of consciousness has that quality of unification. So you listen to something, then there is a moment of unification. You hear, you 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 smell something, the mind is unified. I mean, it's wor- it works together. So even in uh, unprofitable states of mind, you are angry. Then this is also unification of mind. Oh, you are happy. Unification of mind is also go- is is uh, also available there. Yes. Um, to follow up on, um, on this question, I was wondering if you could talk a bit about the role of light for you, because I think this is really helpful in understanding that the process is about bringing conditions together rather than it's me doing something to get my goal, it's more a process. So the understanding of light for you and also non-self must be quite important to have at least some of that there. Yes, like uh, what is the importance of right view in in our practice, huh? and then also the right view in order to understand that process of non-self. Huh? Where, where where is that uh, coming in? And how it undermines the craving. Oh, it's it und- when you want to get something. Yes, yeah, so yes, yeah, so so in regard to craving, how is the right view going to help about that? So. Uh, the first aspect of right view, you have many types, you have many, we have many levels of right view, huh? but uh, the first aspect of right view or right understanding is to understand a certain amount of causality. Huh? You see, oh, when there is this, then this is happening. When this is not there, then it's not there. This is not happening. So that principle of uh, causal understanding has to ap- be applied everywhere. Huh? It comes with object and then objective. So the objective itself is the result of a cause. So if you want the objective, you have to put the cause there. So it cannot be separated. So this is the right view. So if you have an objective, well, I mean, just don't look there. Look also as what is going to come, uh, bring it, uh, bring it, bring, bring it, bring it up. So then uh, for that uh, d- that uh, first initial understanding of causality is very important because then we know you know by understanding we know actually what we need to do this is this is the first uh, i think uh, very important uh, uh, principle in anything okay now you want to achieve something okay now look at it huh? look at what you need to achieve it look what are the causes and then what exactly is going to, to put your packet together so that you get what you are. In any field, the worldly field, anything, anything, you know, so according to, I mean, in relation to spiritual practice, it's the same thing. It's not by, you know, praying something in the, in, in the sky that you will achieve, uh, you will achieve Nibbana. It's okay, no, you, you have to understand what is happening and then what, what, what are the very subtle dynamics of the life. Huh? And then the same thing like a, uh, the right view also would become more subtle and more subtle. So at the beginning, we just understand basic uh, causality that, okay, now I have to, like, just observing the precepts. It's just, it's not only these rules of five precepts or whatever number of precepts. They didn't come out from nothing. They came from experience. It's okay, now when you, d- when you kill or when you steal, this is what is happening. So avoid doing that. But on the level of hindrances also, then also causality has to be understood. When I do a lot of these things, then my mind is full of hindrances. When I do this type of thing, then the mind gets clear. So, little by little, the more the mind gets refined, the more also the vision, the understanding it will have, 
comes also to be refined. So at the end, it's not that okay, now there is no self, and then uh, Buddhism is, is talking about no self, right? You don't do anything for yourself, and you don't care, and uh, you don't look at your own needs, that are needs huh, for, 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 for living, and, and then you just say, no, Anatta, it's, not, it's not my responsibility, I have nothing to do with that, no self. So that's not the correct understanding. So the correct of understanding of no self is when you understand that actually it's just cause and effect. So uh, it's a deeper aspect that, don't that it does not negate a superficial or a conventional understanding of, of an ego that needs to live and live not only by itself, but also in community, in society. So it has to be very much adapted, huh? but eventually we understand its dynamic, and then by understanding the dynamic, then the detachment or the freedom comes to be. But it doesn't mean that, uh, you, know, th that you are not living anymore, and that you are not expressing your, <coughs> maybe some opinions or something like this. Huh? So, uh, yeah, so, so the, the gradual, gradual, we come to more subtle and more subtle aspects of, uh, uh, of the practice. Yes, I, I'd like to, yes, a, fast, uh, a quick question. So, I was yeah. going to ask about the taking off and landing, and then you were talking ah. about the wheel, too. Okay, yes, so I like that, so yes, <laughs> yes. So, yeah. Yes, not only to setting the wheel straight, but uh, you have some, there had been crashes in the history that uh, the land, I mean, they have perfect wheels and then perfect airplane, everything is very fine, you know, top quality. And then the pilot, I mean, then, then, then they land, and then the guy just forgot to put down the wheels, huh? you see? Because the wheels, uh, they, 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 they. so then, then <laughs> the result is not very, uh, not, uh, not very nice. So, so I think I think in our practice it can be the same. We can go in retreat, and then we can have very high stage of samadhi and all kinds. And then we go in our daily life, and then <laughs> just flat on the sidewalk. You see, you cannot do anything. So, uh, not only we need to get rid of hindrances and get the mind very pure and then very concentrated, but also we need uh, to know how to handle our life uh, in a very healthy way. And this is this is a complete thing. Huh? So, with our practice, we get more understanding, huh? more more perspective of the, and then we can change, we can change and improve the situation in our own life. Huh? It it is very practical. Well, the taking off maybe is with, with the meditation, huh? when, we, when we are just in the mud of uh, all our hindrances. Huh? So this is just, you, 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 I mean, the, 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 the plane is not, is not taking off because it's too heavy. So same thing sometimes in our meditation, we are so heavy with all kinds of stuff that is, uh, I mean, difficult to deal with. So first we have to understand, okay, what are these things? Can I improve it? So we see also like uh, just by meditating a few days, uh, the mind gets a little bit more clear and then we, we, get, we, we feel a bit lighter and then we are a little bit more happy. So this is a kind of uh, lifting up, right? But we don't get, I mean, if you go really deep in meditation with somebody, then you can go very high in space. Huh? And then you can also, like, uh, like uh, uh, you know, the, the gravity of the heart will also, you can, you can come to very interesting uh, areas. Huh? But the problem still is not so much in the space, is when you are landing. So if you don't have the proper landing material and knowledge, then all that is kind of useless, kind of. So, so the path is the complete path. Maybe we can, we, maybe we, we stop here, and if you like, or you can just write the questions, and, and then after tomorrow, we, if you like again, if you don't like, you don't need to come. But if you're interested, if you think that this can help a little bit your meditation, then uh, we will have, uh, uh, you know, questions and, uh, and, and, and response, or only, only, uh, only questions. Maybe I will ask you questions. <laughs> Thank you.
Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.